0: Welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are are a reality star who you may recognize from shows such as Dancing Queen and Season 1 of a show that I just discovered but everybody is still obsessed with called The Circle, and I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Chris Sapphire. How are you doing?
1: Hi, love. Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. I haven't eaten all day. I just got home from the grocery store. I went and bought me some limes. I said, I want to make me some chicken and some rice and beans. (laughs) love
0: that. You said that at the right time because I am... Starving. I have not eat, eaten today either. Oh, honey, I feel you. I just drank a big old cup of
1: orange juice before we started this interview because I didn't want to faint on 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 this. Like, just faint.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, listen, I wouldn't post it, but I wouldn't know how to help. I'd be like, who, who whose, whose <laughs> police department do I call? Whose oh. ambulance do I send, and where? oh my gosh no it's
1: crazy a few months ago not maybe like a year ago i was at a truck store buying some accessories for my truck and the guy at the register he recognized me he's like my daughter loves you and i was like oh thank you so much and all of a sudden i started slurring and i couldn't talk and then i started shaking and i hadn't eaten in so many hours so my sugar had dropped and girl thank god my dad was there i was like dad give me a soda give me a soda and I chugged that soda, and it just went away. And I was like, oh, that was scary. <laughs>
0: oh, my word. Yes. Hey, we got to eat. We got to eat.
1: We got to eat. I've always, uh, I'm always on the go. I'm always doing stuff, uh, some of the times. And when I do, sometimes I forget to eat. It's very important. We have to. And I don't, thankfully to God, I don't have diabetes or anything like that, but gr- the sugar be dropping. <laughs> and I got a lot of sugar in my
0: tank, so for that to drop is a miracle. Honey, we love to see that, Chad. I- just hearing you say that your sugar dropped is gagging me. I'm like, really? From yes. which part? Where do you think it's dropping? Well, from <laughs> you what know, no, part some, of your body?
1: Something's dropping something up in here these days because <laughs> it sure ain't happening somewhere else. Uh, I. It was a scary moment. So anybody out there who's listening, eat, eat. Breakfast is very important. Everything else can wait.
0: <laughs> God, honey. Well, aside from from breakfast and good sugar numbers, what are you most looking forward to from this year?
1: Well, this year has been a very transformative year in continuum, I might say. Last year, many of my dreams came true, health dreams. Since second grade, I have always dreamt of getting my jaw corrected because I was born with a crooked jaw like this. And, my dream came true in february of last year so right now we're in february so in a few days it'll be my one-year anniversary since corrective jaw surgery up and lower jaw i have all this titanium everywhere so um moving forward uh this year i'm excited to hopefully get my nose corrected because not only did i have a crooked jaw my nose is crooked and i can't breathe through it really and i've always struggled with breathing through my nose so I'm excited to get that worked on. And I just feel like I'm becoming the best version of myself late in life, I'm 34, I'm a late bloomer, I guess you would say, but I'm excited. And I feel like something really big is cooking up because, you know, I'm very spiritual. You watch the circle, you know, I I, I lean a lot into my spirituality. I'm like, this is not by accident that all these miracles are manifesting. I go, I know God is getting me ready for something so big and I can feel it in the winds. And every time I get this feeling, something does manifest. In 2019, I got that feeling this really strong conviction that something is coming and i told my mom i said mom i need a passport she goes why i said because i think god is going to send me around the world this year that summer unbeknownst to me i got a call for the casting of the circle and then you know little by little uh they get they call me one night they're like we need you in france and then we need you in manchester and look it manifested the feeling that i needed the passport so I'm having that feeling I'm excited for whatever's coming down the road, but right now I'm just metamorphosizing into a butterfly.
0: (laughs) I absolutely love that. Congratulations on everything you have coming up. That is brilliant.
1: Thank you, thank you. I'm very excited. I have a big commercial, God willing, I'm here filming soon for this company that I did a collaboration with. They did my braces and everything, and that will, God willing, air, I think, throughout all of Texas and Oklahoma, so that'll be exciting because when I travel around the state, because I live here in Dallas, Texas, people are like, you're that guy from the Jefferson Dental ads on TikTok, and I was like, yes.
0: (laughs) That is awesome
1: it's really cool when i got off the circle i mean i went on there wanting to win money so that my mom could get dental work done and then uh the singer sia reached out to me and she was like sweetheart i got you and she blessed my mom and i so much and mom is on her journey right now to get all her dental implants and the company that we chose to do the work blessed me with braces And that set the wheels in motion for my corrective jaw surgery.
0: So it's just been the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) Wow, that is incredible. It's been really surreal. It is. What are you most looking forward to leaving behind in 2022?
1: Leaving behind uh, the old way of thinking, moving forward into a higher form of thinking. Since I was 14, I've been on, you know, a spiritual wave. that saved my life, my, my faith. And I want to keep on moving into it, into that light, into that transcendent energy. And when I leave this world, I want to be able to be on my bed and go, let's go without no thought of anything, but I came, I saw, I contoured, I conquered, I laughed, I drank, I got tore up from the floor. But I had a good time, now let's go home.
0: <laughs> I absolutely live for that. That's a philosophy for your ass, yeah. I love for that. Real.
1: For real. Yeah, letting go of all the bullshit and inhaling all the good shit. That's pretty much the mantra for life, right?
0: I totally feel you on that. That's that, That needs to be on everybody's bumper sticker chair.
1: I know that's right. tattoo it right above their booty. (laughs) That's the tramp
0: stamp that everyone needs. Everyone needs.
1: Take in the good shit. I live.
0: Now, for the people who don't know you yet, let my audience know, who is Chris Sapphire?
1: I would say Chris Sapphire is an amalgamation of all the things that I've ever enjoyed and loved in my life from pop stars that I grew up listening to, to people that I just saw on TV and admired them since I was very, very young. I took a bit from the world and created a whole puzzle and put it together and it is who I am. I am. I'm a person who loves people, loves to find the good in things. I like to have a good time. I grew up in the hood, so I'm very down to earth. I don't really give a lot of my energy to things that uh, don't amplify my spirit. I'm addicted to spicy food. I've been single for so damn long that I got tumbleweeds coming out of my coochie. And uh, thank God, God forgives sins because I'm a big sinner.
0: (laughs) I totally love that. That makes. <laughs> Shout out to all the sinners in the room. I mean, Paula, we're trying though. At least we're trying, honey. We fall down, but we get back up. You know, Donnie McClark with all that jazz.
1: Oh, come on now. Yes. <laughs>
0: now, when did you fall in love with reality TV?
1: Well, I would say like all. All of us that grew up in the late 90s and early 2000s, reality TV was in its infancy and it was good. I'm still a massive fan of New York Tiffany Pollard. I, I will, Pollard, I will always love NeNe Leaks. I love T.S. Madison. I, I just grew up loving so many of these people. I remember the simple life. I remember when the Kardashians began. And so it's just always been part of the, the fabric of who we are growing up in America. And, uh, After I stopped working at the CW network, I was going up there doing a uh, weekly stint where I would talk about pop culture. When that gig ended after a year, I got a call from my good Judy, Miss Alyssa Edwards. We've been friends since I was 18. And she said, bitch, I just landed my own Netflix reality show and I want you to be in it. And I said, girl, let's do it. Fuck it from Dallas to the world. And her show blew up, and it was a massive success. And I made like a a good few cameos in there. And uh, many months after the success of her show. Sorry. You're good, darling. Many months after the success of her show, she calls me. She's like, bitch, there's this new show coming out. It's called The Circle, and they're looking for people. And I think you would be perfect for it. They're going to call you in 20 minutes. Bye. And so 20 minutes later, I get a call. It's a casting director i'm talking to him he's like oh my gosh you sound exactly like Alyssa list described you he's like look i want you to fill out this application and we're coming to dallas soon so i would love to meet you if you have some time so i just went with the flow of things and i just kept getting a callback and a callback and a callback now mind you for years i had auditioned for reality shows i had always made it so close some of them i even got in the holding tank where if somebody got eliminated off the show i was going to go on And then I just never seemed to have crossed over. And then The Circle came and it was just a blessing, the perfect vehicle to launch me into the world. And none of us had any idea how successful season one was gonna get. I mean, season one of The Circle blew the fuck up, not only in America, but around the world. And all of us, we were like the Spice Girls, like a little band, like mini Spice Girls. We would all talk to each other every day like dude this is crazy our faces in times square i walked into a cbs down the street from my house and i'm on people magazine the wendy williams show i mean we're just everywhere and and it's still the gift that keeps on giving three years later three years later and so i thank god every day for the circle because it was Just right. I didn't have to throw no bottles at nobody. I didn't have to cuss nobody out. I didn't have to act like something that I'm not. I just had to be me and look at God.
0: Absolutely. Now, going back a little bit, what were you doing at the CW Network before you ended up on Dancing Queen and then the Circle?
1: So I was working in medical billing many years ago with my best friend. And around that time, I had landed a contract with World of Wonder, the people who do RuPaul's Drag Race to create content for their new network, which was gonna be on YouTube. So I had a little show called The Chris Sapphire Show that I did for them where I talk about pop culture. Well, now going back to the medical billing, one day I'm with my friend, we have been working together for a few months and I told him, I said, you know what? I'm gonna leave this job because I feel like I need to go focus on this YouTube contract with World of Wonder and make my show so damn good that by somehow I land a TV gig. So that's exactly what I did. I put in my two weeks notice. I had bought all the equipment that I needed working at the medical billing gig. And uh, a few months into me doing my YouTube show, I get an email from one of the producers at the CW here in Dallas, which is the fifth largest media market in the country. And they had a morning show called Eye Opener that broadcasted out of here uh, all over the country, like Good Morning America. And he said, would you ever be interested in doing TV? He goes, I've seen your web show. I said, yeah, let's do it. He's like, come in for an audition. Let's see if you can do this. So I went in for the audition and he said, oh my gosh. She was like, Chris, you got this down. He goes here's the day come on and it was going to be a live spot national TV I showed up for the day and five, four, three, two, one action. (laughs) Teleprompters go on the lights are on live TV and I did my spot and when I ended that moment and drove home my phone rang and they're like Chris we loved what you did. Would you be interested in doing this for the rest of the year? And I said, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Yes. So for a whole year, honey, I was up at the CW talking about celebrity news and all kinds of stuff. And it was wild because a few times the main anchors who went to school and studied and did all this to become anchors were off on vacation and they had me on the main desk anchoring the fucking news to the United States of America on the CW. I didn't go to college for any of this. I was just doing me since 93, feeling great since 88. And it is just miraculous where God would just throw you and put you. (laughs) And it, it, it was just surreal. So I did that. And it's crazy because after I got off the circle, Netflix called me back to come host a web show for them called Extra Circle. They flew me out to LA, I show up to the set and they have this beautiful set all built for me and I'm gonna host this show. And I sat there and I said, God, now I know why you put me on the CW. I looked at all the production people, the directors, the teleprompters, the lights, and I said, I've done this. When I was at the CW, I've done this. So it's like he knew in the past what I was gonna need in the future. And it just all worked out so, so well. And so it's just been a journey. I tell people I'm like a modern day Forrest Gump. I've just been blowing in the wind, landing at all kinds of stuff. And here I am now after the circle, we all became actual influencers. I really don't like that word because I don't really see myself as an influencer, but I guess to the tax man we are. And um, here we are.
0: (laughs) That is so incredibly funny. Not to the tax man. Listen, to the IRS to the IRS, honey. They come knocking every year. Okay, I know that's right. So, do you think that your ultimate position in TV will land in the broadcasting space? Do you think you'll end up back in that space, whether it be like hosting another um, show, doing a talk show at some point, um, doing radio? Like, where do you think you'll end up in in this um, TV space?
1: Well, that's a wonderful question because before I did all the stuff I was doing, I actually did an internet radio show for many years where I got to interview celebrities back in like 09, 10, 11, around that time. And so I, I look at my life and everything that I've done and I go, Lord, I'm so ready. I'm ready for whatever it is that you got me, you got cooking up for me. The ultimate dream between you and I, sweetheart, would be to have the Chris Sapphire show be a nationwide talk show like Ellen DeGeneres or Jimmy Kimmel or something like that. That would be the ultimate dream to have that manifest because I love talking to people and I think it'd be so dope to sit there and just chat with folks and make the country laugh and play games and do stupid, silly shit and just have a great time. And so that is the ultimate dream. But yes, I'm down to host red carpets New Year's Eve and New York. I mean, I'm down for it all. Because before all this happened to me, I would be booked to host live Pride events and all that. So I've even done live Hosting in front of people. I was just in Austin, Texas a few months ago and they had me host a big event at one of the clubs. And I love the thrill and the adrenaline of being in front of a live audience because honey, when you're in front of an audience, all those eyes just staring at you and judging you. I think that is how it expands you and it makes you grow as an artist, a personality or anything. And so I've done it all. So I'm not scared of anything. I'm prepared for whatever's coming.
0: I absolutely love that. Do you think that, jumping back into your experience with reality TV for a second, do you think that there will be a second season of Dancing Queen? And would you make make the reappearance as a cast member should it come back full circle, pun well,
1: That was good, I love that. I was gonna say the world's been asking Alyssa. Who is who excuse me that orange juice? The world has been asking Alyssa, when is she coming That's back with Dancing Queen? But here's the thing, Alyssa has been so booked, so busy and so blessed. She's traveling the world with her one woman show all over the globe. I don't even know if she has time. Um but I know the fans are really demanding it. And if she asked me to come be a part of it in a heartbeat, I would go do it because we get along so well. She's hilarious, I love her. I think she's my fairy godmother. I'm a Virgo, she's a Capricorn. Astrologically, we get along so well. So
0: I yes, love that hello, queen. Virgo.
1: I love that queen and I would do it in a heartbeat, but I will tell y'all this, speaking of Alyssa Edwards, they just announced that her hit show Alyssa's Secret on WoW Presents, all that stuff on the internet, it's coming back. And the fans love that. So if you're a big Alyssa Edwards fan, honey, get ready. She's about to come and kiki with y'all in the basement again.
0: (laughs) Shout out to Alyssa. Congratulations to her. Yes. Yes. Now, getting getting into your actual experience with the Circle, what was your thought process going in and what did you want us as an audience to receive from you as a personality?
1: That's a great question. Going into it, they asked me if I wanted to be a catfish or if I wanted to be myself. And I told them I'm going to be me because I have a bad memory and I would probably get clocked if I was trying to be a catfish. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to give myself a chance as an individual. There's been a lot of times where people misunderstand me, and I guess because of how I interact with the world and my spirituality and stuff, they've never met somebody like me. So I thought this is a great chance to represent the hood where I'm from, to be Hispanic, to be a believer and to be gay as shit, you know, and I knew that. It was gonna be a 50 50 chance. So I was praying hard. I said, Lord, I know what people go on reality TV, especially if they're gay, it can either go south or it could go north. And when I tell you my whole experience on the circle has been so supernaturally blessed, I would say I have received probably 99% positive feedback, male. Uh, messages, everything from all parts of the globe, even the Middle East where, you know, it's dangerous to be out. Um, and very tiny hate mail, the, the tiniest of hate mail, probably some bitch that didn't like my hair or, or something, something very dumb stuff. But it's been more love than anything. And I know that, that that has nothing to do with me. That's a higher power taking care of me because it's tricky for us gay folks on TV. I'm not gonna say no names about anybody's other experiences, but I'm sure you're aware of how people can be out there, and I'll just leave it like that.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna just say it's looking real, it's looking real dark in West Hollywood right now. That's all I'm saying. I just shout out to all them girls.
1: Oh my God, I I I don't like to see the community being mean to each other you know we got to stick together especially in these times where they're banning books they're trying to come for us calling us all kinds of names and blanket judging a whole all of us as a as a group so right now we don't have time to be divided we need to be so united we need to get all these kids to open their eyes and go out and vote because they're coming for all of us the hardcore and i think our ancestors have fought way too fucking hard for all of us to go backwards so I'm going to send my love and light to all the children in the world because we need love right now. Too many fucking negative ass people out there trying to bring the girls down, but we ain't going to get kicked down, bitch. Sure.
0: <laughs> okay. Ooh, child, I'm right there with you. Now, take me through a typical filming day on The Circle because I discovered this show, and it's funny enough because I discovered this show because of a friend of the podcast Mr. Oliver Twig. He was on season five, right? He was on the show. I had never heard of the um, show before because I spent most of my time on YouTube and and in podcasts minding my business, trying to stay off the internet. So I was like, okay, well, my friend is on the show. I'll go watch it for him. Okay, cool. I didn't realize going in, he didn't show up until the eighth damn episode. (laughs) So I'm walking around just waiting like where my friend going on the show? They didn't introduced the whole cast. Where yeah, Where you So I'm like, you know, Sam is great, but where the hell is up? So like, he was just like, keep watching. Keep watching. I'll be there. Yes. Glad he said that because Sam is everything. Chad is everything. Shout out to the cast. Hold yes. the podcast. Yeah. So I fell in love with the entire concept of the show. It's really where, where I was going with that. And this is like, I've, I've come to realize that it's not like I talk to a lot of reality stars a lot and I always say that that's one of the things that I would be most scared to do in my career is to do reality TV what I've realized is that it's not that I'm afraid to do reality TV and it's not that I'm afraid to do it it's just that I'm afraid of how I'll show my ass on camera Um, (laughs) that's more so what it is it's just like I ain't scared of y'all I'm scared of me but it's the type of reality TV. I would love to do competition reality TV. And I think it's because I'm still waiting for them to reboot road rules that I'm like, like I'm a reality, like like, 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 like a competition girl. So talk to me about how the process of the circle works for you and how this whole voice operated system works. And is this real? Is this somebody off, off set with a mic? moving and juking things on the screen from a video village like what is happening on the set
1: that well, was a long one,
0: ass question I'm sorry
1: I love it one shout out to yeah. Oliver Twix I fucking love him I met him recently in Los Angeles a few weeks ago and I knew I was just gonna fall in love with him he is everything and okay. I loved when he popped out on this season his intro video I wrote him on Instagram and I said, Oliver, that is exactly how you do it. I did a recent interview actually with him. And then I did another interview a few days ago and I was telling them about Oliver's video. I said, for all the people who wanna be on reality TV, take notes as to how Oliver just did that. He blew up, he was in our face in a great way. He's colorful, he's loud and I love him. Now, going to the question, we in season one had no idea what was going on because it was the beginning. And so we walk into these apartments. We don't know if the TV is touchscreen. What's all the jazz about? And you were the
0: one uh, that asked. It was so damn funny. It was like, is this
1: touchscreen? <laughs> is it, it touchscreen? How the fuck? How do you turn this bitch on? Like none of us do. And then as the game begins and you start realizing it. So, yeah, you talk to the circle and it starts typing out your words. So clearly somebody or some robot or some machine is typing out what you're saying. And what really blew me away (laughs) was that when I would speak, it was typing exactly the way I speak, like, girl, or (laughs) all that gay stuff, you know, you know me, you know how I do it. And um, it was so phenomenal. We are in those apartments by ourselves all day. The only people that come in are production to check on you to see if you need anything to eat, anything to drink, how you're doing mentally, everything's good. And you have a person on a speaker who checks in on you almost like God, like, Chris. And you're like, yes, Yes, how are you? I'm like, I'm great, you know? And so they keep (laughs) you company. And when you watch the circle, you see the kids playing like, whatever they're doing to occupy themselves. We are literally doing that when we are in those rooms to keep us occupied.
0: I always wonder that because my favorite part of you all interacting with the circle is you all explaining how you want the circle to articulate what it is that you want to put into the messages. Yes. And as a person who uses voice text rather often, I know that ain't how shit works. (laughs) <laughs> that oh. right. so i'm like who is off who is off to the side who is the stenographer from the supreme court that is typing all the shit that y'all are over there saying because that whoever the, whoever that
1: person is deserves an emmy award for their yes. speed first the speed and, and and just to understand, uh, it is incredible. I, did I meet that person or machine or whatever? No, I sure didn't. So I don't even know who it is. As God is my witness, I don't even know who it is,
0: but shout out to them. They need an Emmy for, for Best Translator something, because they earned it. I love, because they be like, yeah, give me the emoji with the boogly eyes, with the tongue out to the left side, that's tilted slightly to the left with the horns on the side what oh what the, ain't no theory ai boys gonna pick that up yeah that it, I, it, it, it is
1: It is amazing honestly and, and speaking of awards i remember i think it was last year or in 2021 we got nominated for an mtv video award or something like the mtv award and it was so cool and so surreal i had just left los angeles and flew back to dallas when i found out that we were nominated And so I didn't get to attend, but I was so happy that uh, for my season, Shuby, Joey, and Sammy went to represent the franchise. And when it aired, to see our faces at the MTV Awards, I was like, this is so fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah, it was really out there. And so that is an ultimate dream of mine, though, to host the
0: MTV Awards. Oh, my God. Who knows? Only God, right? Well, God knows, and, you know, you putting in the work to do it, so you'll get there when it's showtime. Yeah, I'm oh, sure. Honey, I hope so. I surely hope so. Go ahead and just open the door for me so I'll so I show up five or six years later and I won't scare nobody off.
1: Oh, trust. I, I firmly believe in there's enough success for everybody. I firmly believe that when we are blessed, we're to bless others. And I don't believe in all that gatekeeping kind of shit where, you know, oh, we've gotten here, nobody else can, fuck that. You know, I think that we bring each other up. Bet, it is true. I did learn from a really good source. They're like, first, work really hard and get to a good spot where you can help somebody up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they said, uh, who was, it? I think it was the Yan LaVan Zant who said, my cup runneth over. What's in the cup is for me and what flows out of it is for the world. And that's very smart. Shout out to Ayala on that one.
0: Yes, she is my yeah. high priestess. I live for <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Honey, I live for that woman. I absolutely yes. love her.
1: I love how you said she is my high priestess. yeah she
0: is my high priestess. Sure, I live for that woman, honey. I don't know what type of African magic she is out here doing to heal the world <laughs> and herself, but uh, I just want to sneak around in her herb garden for just ten minutes. Like, just give me ten minutes. Girl, yes, man. I
1: love your hair, by the way. Look at that long hair.
0: It's lit. It's literally incredible. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's really long. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much.
1: Do you do? do you do? Do you do drag? Do you do androgyny? Do you do any of that stuff? Well, I,
0: well, I identify as gender neutral. Um, I've had a I've had a career in drag, but I'm like retired, even though I only had like a three year career. But the story behind it is crazy. It's another story. <laughs> but, um, but I don't do drag anymore. Uh, but Ooh, man, you I- look great. I do what I can. Thank you. I'm staring
1: at you right now and I'm seeing your features, the lips, the eye shape, the nose.
0: I know. (laughs) I know. I just can already tell that you
1: tear it up at the club.
0: I just appreciate it. I've had my day, child, but now I'd rather just sit there and, you know, host and just sip a cocktail all night and just bring the new kids out. I'd rather just be the mother of the dead. i Or rather just be the mother of the show. I guess, child, give it up for them. Praise yes.
1: God. Oh how funny. How may I ask, how old are you? Thirty one. Okay, so we're right there. I'm 34, and it's funny, when I'm at the club, I, I'm not really in the mood to dance anymore. I just want to sip and kiki and throw my head
0: back. You know what I want to give when I'm at the club? You've seen Waiting to Exhale, right?
1: Uh, Many, 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 many years ago.
0: Like, for me, what I want to give when I'm at the club is the scene when, when, Angela Bassett just cut her hair off and like they sitting at happy hour they in the booth just chilling and kikiing real quick like that's what I want to do at the club like just sit in a booth have me a drink and a cigarette wait for some wings to come out and just talk a little shit and just look nice in a cute outfit I don't want to be doing a whole lot I don't want to be sweating I don't want to be out there talking to people I just want to be out there looking cute and give me a nice drink bring me a nice plate of food, and just observe the people in their natural, bingey-ass habitat.
1: I I love that so much. I love that. I do love social. I tell people I'm a patio patty. I love to be on a patio and just talking to the world or whatever. But you're still right, I do not want to get sweaty. I'm not trying to leave the club with my eyeliner smudge running everywhere like I used to when I was
0: 18. Those days are done yes like I used to, like, like I was just thinking about that the other day I was thinking about the outfit that we used to wear to the club in our early like late teens early 20s when we was out there just trying to you know just shake ass and be cute so so like we was out there wearing toe up tank tops and booty shorts and now when I'm getting dressed now I now I look like we going to an award show party, child. I'm out here wearing slacks and cute shoes and... Yes. Uh, child, I'm out here done up and button-ups and outfits and stuff. And I'm like, I, I, t- why would I be sweating this out, child? I took too long to get ready. Like, I, I took 45 minutes to get up in this club, child. I ain't trying to sweat out this out,
1: no. And I, I'm right there with ya. Right there with ya. Plus, I I I'm trying to, to, to manage all. that. I I, I, I totally agree with you. And I'm I'm trying to also manifest love
0: in my life. So I'm not trying to look busted (laughs) in case it shows up. That part, like, I hate, like, the worst thing would be when they would turn the lights on and then you would see what you would really look like. And you are drenched in sweat and your entire face is sitting inside of your drink.
1: Yeah. Foundations all patchy because of the sweat and the napkin picking it up. The
0: nose is all red. Mm And it's just brown beads of sweat and just oh no terrible. Man. not terrible anymore. terrible i ain't got that I'm sorry. I, I, now 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 i i i would much rather go to lounges than, than you know clubs just take me to a nice lounge where the girls ain't out here twerking and climbing on walls and stuff just i told all of that i said,
1: I told Oliver I have always wanted to party in Atlanta. I've only been to Atlanta like on a layover at the airport, but I would love to go out there to the Lanisha to see if I run into Nene Leaks.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honey, I that would be a cute little no, little no, trip for me. I want to go to all the little housewives by because um, I, I like I like because I hopefully the lanicia still exists by the time i make it down there i'm supposed to be in atlanta a lot more this year maybe i'm gonna pop out i'm still trying to you know go to the old lady gang and the blaze and things but you know it'd be you know it get a little crunk right now. i'm nervous to go out to the blaze oh, lady gang. but anyway that's that's something different but yeah i would love I would, for me it's really more of a food thing for me. I really just want to go try everybody's food. So I wanna go yes. see what the Lanethia's um menu is giving, what the Blaze menu is given, what the steak, what the like I wanna just try try everybody food. Maybe I'll run into y'all, maybe I don't, but I really wanna see if that food is here. Oh honey, get all your life, eat
1: it all up. I I love food too. Food makes me so happy. I wake up looking forward to
0: eat. <laughs> tell me about it i'm sitting here planning my meals for the next three days as i'm talking to you that's the virgo multitasker in me it's like uh, oh you're a virgo too yes i am man when's your birthday august 30th wow yeah you definitely are virgo i'm september the 9th so we're right there Do doo 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 Yes, we are right there together. I'm the day after Michael, and I'm, what, three days before Beyonce. I'm like, girl, we right <laughs> here together, child. Yeah. I am surrounded by greatness, chill. Yeah, the Virgo the Virgo lineage is very strong these days, you know? I'm like, whoa, Beyonce and Michael Jackson. Birthday. And my birthday is the same day as Cameron Diaz.
1: Oh, how, how weird. Mine is the, the same day as Adam Sandler.
0: Very I did not know Adam Sandler was a Virgo. It makes perfect sense.
1: Adam Sandler's a Virgo. Amy Winehouse was a Virgo. Pink is a Virgo. Um, <sighs> a lot of a lot of people are Virgos out there.
0: Beyonce, duh. <laughs> Period. We're in great company, Joe. I agree. Now, what do you take away from the reception of the audience now that your season is aired and more seasons have come and gone?
1: Well, it still blows me away that I can be at, like, airports, restaurants, everywhere out in public, and and people are just so elated to take photos and say hi. Even when my hair's not done or I don't have makeup on, it's crazy. During the pandemic, when we're off wearing masks, I'd be at the mall buying clothes and stuff, and, um, People would tap on my shoulder and they're like oh my god and i'm like wait how in the world did you even know it was me and they're like we heard you talking we recognize your voice <laughs> and i was like that is wild i'm just very grateful for all the the love I remember Oprah many years ago said, when people show you love, it's God's love coming through them to you. So in those moments, I just have to look up and be like, thank you. Thank you for everything. Like, this is wonderful. It's, it's wild and it doesn't go to my head. And I just find it really, really cool that being yourself can bless you in such an amazing way if you give yourself a chance. And that goes to anybody watching this. You give your personality a chance. You just never know what doors may open.
0: Absolutely. Now, you made it to the top four. Yes. Bitch, I literally went back and watched your season twice because I watched through season five and I was like, okay, now I have to go back and watch the rest of them because now I have to figure out how, how the hell to get on this show. Yes. So I went just back back to when I watched season one just in like a blur, like 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 in one chunk of time. Then yes. when you actually agreed to um come on the show, I was like, well damn, now I have to watch it in detail to like really figure out what the hell was going on. Because I literally sat and watched your entire season in one sitting. Like it was wow. like I was just like a zombie for a day. But that's That's probably my own neuroses. I I do that with a lot of TV shows that I fall in love with. I literally sat and watched six seasons of of how how to get away with murder in like three days. Whoa. I hope you had some snacks (laughs) in between all of that. What I need is a good lawyer because Viola Davis owes me damages because the way that show ended pissed me the hell off. But that's not a good project. Many blessings to you and your attention span. That is incredible. <laughs> well, I well well I was born in nineteen ninety one, so I so I was one of the last few children born before the internet, where we had to find something to do with yeah. ourselves besides being glued to a phone. So I still kind of retain that 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 slightly extended um, span of attention. Now you know it's like you know slightly bigger than a mustard seed is before.
1: I love that you bring that up because I tell folks like when we film The Circle, they take away your cell phones away so that you could be all in the game and also so that no one will leak any spoilers or anything. And they're like, can you be without a phone? I was like, of course I can. I grew up, I was born in 88, did the whole 90s and shit. Like you can take my phone away from me and my brain will switch on to survival mode the way we used to be and I'll figure out something to entertain myself with. So
0: that's cool that you can do it too. I think we're the yeah. last generation that can do that, uh, truly. Because I like I like I, I remember the days when the internet came in the mail, like yes. I, like like I remember all of these things. So it's like I'm I'm fully aware of how to survive without a phone. And like I like I didn't have like a fully working cell phone until I was in high school, like so yes. until like 2006 to like 2009 maybe. Like like I like I didn't have a cell phone. And then, like, I was also a latchkey kid. So I grew up very, like, independent, you know, like, very, like, self-sufficient, taking care of my, by my, myself. And so, so, like, I was like, I could probably win Survivor if I was stupid enough to audition for it.
1: Oh, audition for everything. Audition for everything. You just never know when it's just gonna go, yoink, and suck you in, honey. And, um... God, I missed the early 2000s. What wasn't it such a great time?
0: It was the best of times. Like we just don't get television is just not like that anymore. Reality TV is just not like that anymore. Um, you know, it, it just it just they just don't do it like that anymore. And I just miss competition shows. Like I just I'm still waiting on it. Like, 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 I say this almost every podcast at this point. Whoever produced Road Rules, I don't know what I got to do. Like, like at this point, by the time they bring the show back, my ass is going to be too old to do it. Like, this, they're going to have to hire me to host it. But, but I want to be involved. I don't care. Like, just, I just yeah. want to do the damn show. Cause that, that, that was my favorite reality show growing up, road. Just Google
1: who produces that. See what they're doing today. Find them on Instagram, send them a DM. And honey, you just never know the six degree rule. What can come out of that?
0: Trust me, I have had to figure that out the hard way because it's literally how I put together this whole show. Like, I do these interviews two to three times a day, seven days a week, release new episodes five days a week. And literally all I'm doing is just reaching out to people on Instagram all day.
1: Yeah, thank you for reaching out. I got your message and I was like, fuck yeah, because lately, I don't know what's been going on, but I've been landing all these interviews lately. And I'm like, well... do what if do what god is presenting you to do so thank you it's been of incredible course. you're a very great interviewer honey
0: i'll do what i can thank you so much i just like this is really my lane like i've always grown up wanting to do this like 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 i've always grown up being obsessed with like angie martinez lala carson daly aj and free um james lifton um, Larry King, like, like those are my idols, like D. Arsenio Hall, like, like yes. those are the people who I've always wanted to be growing up. So once the internet, once I figured out how to make the internet work for me, I was like, well, I'm just going to produce my own damn talk show until somebody wants to give me a budget to make one myself.
1: <laughs> oh, that, that's exactly how it is. I mean, like I told you earlier when I started doing my little web show and then next, you know, the CW starts calling. Mm-hmm. Think big, dream big, start creating it the way you want it to be. And next thing you know, honey, it, it just manifests. It'll come your way. I remember seeing B Scott begin. Uh, begin. Hi, love, love fans. I, I, I remember all that stuff. And look at B-Scott now. I mean, blew up. And it did right. anything possible. So Keep going and don't stop till you get enough and then when you get enough, still keep going.
0: Thank you so much. I am not a bottom, but I am insatiable. So I will take that and run with it. Thank you. Oh I love that.
1: (laughs) Put that on your t shirt and sell that.
0: (laughs) New merch coming soon. Patent pending, patent pending. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. 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 I love that. Now, do you think there's anything that you could have done to help you get to the end? I mean, you made it pretty damn far. It seems like y'all are there for at least a month and a half. Like, do you think that there's anything that you could have done finugled, finagled, finessed to slide your way into that top three real quick?
1: I honestly, I think looking back and seeing how other people have played the game, I probably could have created a bit more of an alliance with some folks i've never been really a click queen i always even in high school would bounce around and talk to everybody so i approached the game that way like i'm not gonna be a clicky kind of person i just want to give everybody a shot to be you know a friend of mine especially on the game
0: mm-hmm. and
1: looking back i'm like maybe if i would have made stronger alliances maybe, like with sammy and stuff maybe i could have gone a, 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 a bit higher maybe to second place, I don't know. But um, there are no accidents, right? Everything happens the way it should. A lovely fourth alternate, That I mean, that was a blessing. (laughs) I remember when they finally gave me access to my phone, I was just so thrilled to be able to call my mom and be like, mom, I can't say much. Just wink, wink, wink. And I remember I called Alyssa and I said, Alyssa, I can't say nothing. I don't want to get sued, but wink, 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 wink. And in my mind, I kept thinking Drag Race to make it to the top four. It's like i made it so far on Drag Race and we know how hard that is. So I knew Alyssa was going to be so proud. I knew my mom was going to be proud and I'm just very, very grateful. And now I see all over the internet how the fans are Craving and screaming at the top of their lungs for a Circle All Stars season to hit the airwaves in America. Now that we're five seasons deep, and so I don't know. I know that Netflix sees everything. Shuby just went back for season five, so if they're to gonna, say that. if, if that's the segue or the door opening for a possible All Stars and all that, they asked me what I go a lot of fans write me on instagram Would i go back and i said i would go back for the fans i would go back for the fans and for all the people that write me who enjoyed my time on there i'd go back to kiki cut up have fun make the children laugh and hopefully win <laughs> it'd be nice Absolutely. to win.
0: <laughs> i would love that for you Chell.
1: Thank what do you, you think, so- I would love to win. I think that'd be fun to win. I would invest that money in my house. That's something I'm trying to manifest my own house.
0: I live for that. Mm-hmm. What do you think was the hardest part of filming your season?
1: Probably the lack of sleep. Not knowing what time it was when we would end filming for the day and what time I'm waking up. They never would tell me the time. I guess they didn't want me to keep track of what's happening. <laughs> so I just remember I'd fall asleep and then i I open my eyes and the sun is coming through the window and then the speaker goes off. They're like, good morning, Chris. And I'm like, good morning. <laughs> I'm like, did I get any sleep? They're like, oh yes, darling, you slept well. Now, do I know if that's true? I don't know. So some, right. days, some days were long with filming And I'm like, Lord, give me some energy, Jesus. I need the energy. And them alerts would just come out of nowhere. And you just got to put your game helmet on and, and go. And just go.
0: Lord. Well, on the flip side of that, what was the most rewarding part for you to do or to film throughout the course of the season? Oh, the most rewarding
1: was at the end when we did the little reunion where I get to meet Sammy and Joey and everybody for the first time we have that little luncheon before we go do the finale interview Mm -hmm. Um, after we wrapped all the filming of the circle I'll never forget one of the main head honchos in the United Kingdom who's in charge of the show and reality TV in general over there came up to me and she interviewed me in Los Angeles if I remember correctly she goes darling I don't know how to say this. She goes, but I didn't think there was going to be more to you. She goes, I was so wrong. She goes, I am so proud of you and you are a fucking star. And I go, oh, my God. She goes, congratulations. And then she looked at me and just walked away. And I go, oh, my God. Whoa. What was that? And so I always kept that in my head as a like, thank you thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God. <laughs> I absolutely fucking love that. It felt it felt very like, um, what do they call it? It felt like an affirmation. It felt good that I was on the right path and that it was a great gamble to play myself and not somebody else. So that was For great. Sure. I
0: love that. Yes. How, how do you think your season, the OG season, stands up to and stands apart from the rest of the seasons that have come since
1: well i would say and i say this with love the feedback that i get from the the, the public is that they view our season as the most i would say i don't know how to say this without it sounding weird because this is no shade to anybody else but they say hmm. y'all were like the fucking realist and that's not mm. to say that everybody else is putting on an act or anything And I understand why they're saying that because none of us knew what we were doing. For the Mm -hmm. most part, we were all just going with the flow and the motion. So it is a very organic reaction step by step as you see us play the game. The other seasons, they watched us play the game. So they go in, they're already knowing what to do, what's coming up and stuff. So they got a really good heads up. Yeah. Season one, we're, we're learning, we're doing, we're growing and all the other seasons are just you know putting blocks on top of the pyramid and they the games have gotten harder the challenges have gotten wilder the drama has gotten more drama like as we saw in season two and um it was a snowball that just kept growing so it, it feels good to be the foundation snowball on frosty the snowman
0: if that makes sense it makes perfect sense yes <laughs> What, what did you most look forward to unfolding throughout the course of your season? Like, what were you most waiting to hit the air?
1: I was very excited to see the editing. Mm. <laughs> Because I know a lot about editing and, and all that stuff, I wanted to see how this was going to be put together. And watching it at home was just so surreal. I shout out to the editors. They did a fantastic job. I think they captured everybody's essence so great. And it was just fun. It was absolutely wonderful to see how other people perceived me. I had a wonderful time talking to Mercedes. There were so many conversations that they did in air us chatting. It was just cool to see it all be put together because when we were there filming it honey it seemed very very like it was long days and whoever is back there puzzling this monster together they are geniuses because editing a four minute youtube show can take seven hours i don't know who's back there putting a tv show together but props to them
0: absolutely is there a reality show that you're hoping to do next
1: okay (laughs) i love that question it would be an honor and an absolute privilege to join the queer eye guys to be part of the queer eye franchise and to get into that world karamo has written me on twitter blows me away that they're even aware of who i am that he's even aware of who i am um Tan French just did an appearance on this latest season of The Circle, so clearly the Queer Eye franchise is aware of The Circle now, and I think it'd just be an honor to be a part of that, because I love how they are just themselves, and they help other people find the best versions of themselves, and I feel like cool. that's who I am and who I've always been. I like to uplift people. I love to to bring out the inner beauty to the outer beauty in folks, or them to discover their outer beauty is beautiful, and so I like that. I think it'd be really cool to be one of them it would be really cool to be one of them I'd be the Latino bitch on the Queer Eye (laughs) cast yeah they need a little they need a little beans and rice in that cast
0: you're not wrong you're not (laughs) not wrong at all I think we all
1: get along too
0: I believe that I pin that to the manifestation board pin that to the vision board yes (laughs) Now, what keeps you up at night?
1: I stay up many nights. One, because I find a lot of peace in the hours when the world is asleep. And it can just be me, my thoughts, and the higher power above. Um, I pray a lot. I think about the next thing. I think about how great it'd be to have my own house and entertain friends and throw parties and be able to invite people from out of town to come stay with me and film and have fun. I think about the projects I have coming up and I think about where it's all leading to, where does it all go to? Um, I wanna be able to get old and look back at my life and go, God, we did it. We did everything that we set out to do And I have no regrets and hopefully it leaves behind an inspiring legacy to anybody out there that with faith, you can move mountains because that's what gave me the strength, the confidence, the power to do anything I've ever done was my faith. And I think without it, I probably wouldn't even be sitting here. And so my mission in life is kind of like a ministry without even being called a ministry. I lead by example, and I want the world to know that we've been told that God didn't like us or loved us by politically motivated heterosexual preachers, people with secret agendas. And the greatest thing you could do is learn about God on your own. Open up the book. Let the spirit talk to you. Let it infuse you with power and inspiration and motivation and watch miracles happen for you. And I guess that's what it all comes down to with me.
0: <laughs> I absolutely love that. I think that that that's that honestly what that would be what I would hope would keep me up at night. That that's the that's the probably the most positive answer that I've gotten to that question. Yes.
1: I mean, mean, other things keep me up at night, like being hungry, because I I try to watch what I eat. And I'm like, damn, why am I always so fucking hungry at like one or two in the morning? I'm like, it's too late to eat. So I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, my stomach's growling. That keeps me up, too.
0: (laughs) I always say that if you watch what you eat, how how are you going to finish it? If you watch what you eat, how are you going to finish it? Think about it. If you're too busy watching what you eat, how are you going to finish your food? Yeah. Just eat it, girl. Just eat You've it. already made it. It's there now. Just eat it. Sorry. Oh, I like <laughs> that. That was deep. I do what I can. You know, we just out here trying to be the Black Oprah. OK. You know. <laughs> I love that. That was good. Well, thank you. What do you fear more, success or failure? Um,
1: I'm not afraid of success because I know where it comes from and I'm not afraid to fail because I don't feel like there really is failure in some way, because if you look at any time you've ever failed in your life, it actually came with a lot of learning and knowledge and wisdom. So did you really fail because you gained so much that's going to take you to another level? So, um, plus I don't believe in wrong turns my faith keeps me on the right track and I just think that everything is just good you know there is a verse that I love that, that says for those who believe all things work together for good all things work together for good and it also says another scripture says that um you plan your day but God establishes your steps so with that in mind I mean there is no wrong turns you're you're exactly where you need to be you're doing what you need to do and if things don't play out the way you wanted them to, you're gonna get something good out of that because God produces only good out of all situations. Even the the situations that we think are bad, like heartbreaks or someone cheated on us or whatever, something good always comes out of that. It builds us up. You know, we can't be children forever in our minds. We have to grow and growing hurts, like growing pains. But it produces something great, wisdom and all that good stuff. You know?
0: You are not wrong. You know, I I can attest to that. I've learned some of my most impactful life lessons through some of the most painful experiences in my mm-hmm. life. So, you know, if you learn something from it, where's the regret? To your that, point.
1: That's, that's true. And and you know, scientifically, if you hit your bones or break your bones, when they heal, they get stronger so I mean look at all the bones we got so all that all the, the the life experiences we have it's making us stronger I believe
0: so I agree with that what has reality television especially your experience in reality television taught you about people
1: I've learned to appreciate the tenacity and the people that put themselves out there when I look at Sammy, for example, she's very vocal on her platform about how she struggles with anxiety. And I look at her whenever I revisit my season or my mom's watching it. And I can't help but to be so proud of her as an individual who is dealing with something like that, that can for some folks be debilitating and to see her soar is just so admirable and and inspirational and how she triumphs through adversity. It's mind blowing to me. So reality TV has taught me to look at people with more of a compassionate eye and an empathetic eye because we never know what someone's dealing with. And here they have the strength to still put themselves out there the way, for example, she has. So I love her with all my heart. And I, I, I was just at her house a few weeks ago And I just absolutely adore her. Or I adore Joey. Right now, Joey's on a new show with a lot of the other circlers. They're coming out on a dating show called Perfect Match. And I just look at all of them like family. I see them and I'm rooting for them because we're all in this with a good um, motive. All of us want to be able to reach the top to help somebody or family members. So I see people on reality TV, certain reality TV, not all reality TV, but certain for the most part, everyone's out there trying to get somewhere to help somebody out. And it's a beautiful thing.
0: Absolutely. Mm. What do you think, what do you think you've learned about yourself going through experiencing reality television?
1: I learned that when you touch yourself, now I'm just playing. <laughs> I'll just play with you. Now I learned that, uh, man, being yourself is the best shit anybody out there can do. Don't mm-hmm. second guess shit. Say it, do it, believe it, achieve it. Honey, wear the clothes, put on the whole kabuto makeup on your face, just be you. And enjoy the ride that has been carved out for you boo enjoy it enjoy it because it is beautiful
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes god do you think you found yourself yet i think
1: none of us probably have yet but i think a lot of us have a good grip uh, a good grip on where it's going like i said earlier i feel like i've a late bloomer and I'm blooming and becoming the best version of myself in my 30s and it feels wonderful and like the good lord says you know I could preach all day and all night when he is your foundation honey you can become a move immo- immovable and for me that's the best way to start to learn who you really are is to learn who he is first and then learn that you are a part of that 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 power and that power is in you and that's who you truly are and when you tap into that my god the world doesn't define you no more your clothes won't circumstances won't because when you are defined by something beyond yourself nobody can take it nobody can shake it and nobody can break it and i find myself building myself up on that rock.
0: (laughs) I love that. That's a hell of a mountain to die on. That's a hell of a hill to die on. Yeah.
1: There's a reason why the Lord calls himself the rock. Some of us had to hit rock bottom to learn that he was the rock at the bottom. And once you get to that point, you build yourself on that rock and then you'll never break again. It's just a very powerful
0: thing. Absolutely. What does the person that you've become today tell your younger self in retrospect? What do you, what did you at your big age today tell the person who is walking into the CW on his first day?
1: When I was a little kid in first grade, I walked into a recording booth to record a song about boogers. Really? And I look back. And go that little boy who used to sit in front of the TV watching Sister Act and Sister Act Two,
0: especially Period. Sister
1: Act Two, wanting to be Dolores Van Cartier opening in Vegas,
0: mm-hmm. always
1: having that dream of show business and and being in the entertainment world. I would tell that kid, get ready because it's about to come. <laughs> it's about to come. I'll never forget when I was a preteen. I would tell my brother my dreams and my brother's so silly he's like what are you gonna do how are you gonna ever do this like he would always be like how and i would tell him watch me (laughs) he is so blown away by all the things that have manifested in my life that he don't even question me no more now if i tell him you know what i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and this is gonna happen he goes dude everything you've said you ever gonna do or we're, we're gonna do you've done he goes so I don't I don't doubt you any anymore <laughs> I love that I would tell that kid get ready honey it's coming I
0: absolutely love that what do you think is the biggest misconception about you if any cause I don't hear anything bad about you so if you had to say there was a misconception about you what would it be
1: Growing up, uh, especially when I started going out to the clubs uh, in my early 20s, I would always hear people behind my back, not always, but periodically. I would hear, oh my God, Chris is so fake. Chris is so fake. Chris is so fake. They didn't understand me because I would go into these spaces with that heart of let me meet everybody, let me talk to everybody, let me be kind to everyone. And I think a lot of times, a lot of gay people aren't used to that type of personality because, you know, we live in a world that can be catty. And I think one of the greatest things that happened after I got off the circle was seeing all the articles or all the comments from people on Reddit or whatever, all these forums calling me the realest bitch on the season. And I think to myself, how fucking cool is that? I think of the scripture that says, vengeance is mine and that the Lord will vindicate you and that you don't need to do nothing but be still and I never ever sought out to prove myself or anything I just would always focus that God said I will lift you up above all the lies the chatter the enemies everything and after the circle he did and to go from people calling me fake because they didn't understand me to the whole world calling me the realist talk about won't God do it (laughs) Want to do it, let them use you,
0: baby. Let them use you, child.
1: Yeah, and so these days, I don't really hear much of that chatter anymore. I think the world understands my crazy ass these days.
0: I love that. Is there anything that... Well, before I ask you that, how do you want to be remembered as a person?
1: I want to be remembered as somebody who never gave up, somebody who experienced a lot of adversity growing up, but triumphed in the end and never gave up, never gave into drugs. And I mean, I I love to socially drink, but never got into drugs, never really got heavy, heavy into alcohol or anything um, and never let the devil get me. You know, he tried many times, but faith carried me through to the end and that you can do it the right way. You don't have to sell out. You don't have to do things that make you uncomfortable. If you just do it with integrity, with good character, with heart, with love, with faith, you can do it too. There is space enough for you. And if there's not space in your mind, space will be created for you. And so I would would like to be remembered as that, somebody who triumphed over adversity. When the world said no, God said yes.
0: (laughs) Hello. I know that's right. Is there anything that you would like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in our conversation today? I want the
1: world to know that when you get bit outside by a mosquito... No, I'm just playing. (laughs) I'm just playing. (gasps) I just want people to know that... um, lead with love bitches and when you go to the club don't accept drinks from people that you didn't you don't know or you didn't see the drink being made don't accept that drink i would tell people to moisturize before you put on foundation because you don't want to be at the club and have crackly foundation and i would tell people that um It's lovely to carry Listerine breath strips when you're at the club.
0: (laughs) These are some of the most substantial and immediately useful life lessons I've ever heard in (laughs) my life. If you can't apply these lessons to your life, I don't know what else you can get out of life.
1: And not only that, I want people to know that you don't have to use hairspray as a setting spray for your mug. They make setting sprays. I know we grew up in the old school, a lot of us, and I see some of the queens still out there spraying their mud with hairspray. And you wonder why you're breaking out on Monday. You just sprayed freezing spray on your face. Go to the wig store, get you a beautiful NYX Cosmetics facial setting spray, and go about your business.
0: (laughs) Please. Please. Because it is... y'all too old for that shit i'm sorry
1: yeah hairspray
0: the internet is too old out. for that shit the yeah. internet is too old for that shit y'all 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 should know better by now i know that's right for I'm
1: sure but thank you so much yeah for anybody who listened to us today thank you and go out there and be fearless and conquer the world and just remember all things are going to work out well for you if you have faith even the size of a mustard seed, boo it's going to move mountains. Trust. If my crazy ass from Oak Cliff, Pleasant Grove, Dallas, Texas got on this stuff, it can happen for you too. Just give it a chance. Because if the world, you doing it with the world hasn't worked out yet, do it with God. And that's when it gets really good.
0: I know that's right. My last question for you before I release you back into the wild (laughs) (laughs) is... is what's next for you and where can the children find you and all the things that you'd like to promote?
1: I think what's next for me is like what we said earlier. I have a feeling that them talk shows, those radio shows, all that stuff, I feel it cooking. I feel it. I have that conviction in my heart. I'm excited to go take care of my health for a few more months and become the best version of myself. And y'all can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, honey, Facebook. Go on Google and type in Chris Sapphire, and all my official sites will pop up. My networking sites, and I hope to see you there. And let's Kiki, and let's have a fun, and throw our heads back, and live life to the fullest. And honey, stay tuned because the circle was just the beginning.
0: <laughs> I love that absolutely love that and on that note you guys that has been our show i want to thank every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation and i want to extend a special special thank you to my guest chris sapphire for blessing the pod today thank you so much for being here this was so incredible
1: Thank you for having me. And thank you to all the listeners who listened with us, honey. I hope y'all have a fantastic rest of your 2023. And remember, don't stop till you get enough. And then when you get
0: enough, keep going. <laughs> Period. And with that being said, I also want to remind you guys to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. Amen. I am- <laughs> i am brian k james this has been real reality realness and until next time i love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji make sure that you keep the mess in the message be useful but not used and misbehave yourself peace bye guys what's going on everybody brian k james here and i'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by outlander media network Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches, invading your space. We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner Outlander. I am Brian K. James and this is Real Reality Realness.